Okay. Okay. <laughs> On the Jacob Beer Show today, I am so happy to be joined by Walter Cunningham, who is a Apollo, who was an Apollo astronaut and uh, was part of the crew on Apollo 7. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fine today. And Apollo 7 was the longest, the most ambitious, the most successful first test flight of any new flying machine ever. Wow. So my first question is, what was it like training? Um, of course, the training has changed a little bit, but what was it like back in the 1960s after you had been selected training to become an astronaut? What was that experience like? Well, in those days, those of us that were able to make the flights, we were all fighter pilots, military fighter pilots, one place or another. I was in the Marine Corps. They were taking and applying our ability and our knowledge on checking out with, with things. Uh, today, most of the people that are going into space, I guarantee you they're not fighter pilots and they're along for the ride because they, it requires some training and, and they will pay attention and what have you and they're, they're not stupid but it's not the same program as it was 50, 60, 70 years ago, believe me. Wow. And what would you say um, it was like for you after your training and you got selected to be part of the Apollo submission? What was that like um, leading up to the launch? What are some of your memories that you had like the night before and then the day of? Okay. <laughs> It's the first time anybody's asked, asked me is what was my thinking the the night before and the day for the liftoff and what have you. Well, we were only concerned about one thing, having it get canceled short of the liftoff. We had worked, for example, our crew, Apollo 7, first manned Apollo mission. And we had been training as a crew member when we got assigned to that one. We've been training already for almost three years. And that was, we were originally on what would have been the, uh, uh, the second or third mission, the Apollo mission. As Gus Grissom was on the, uh, was the commander of the first one, and Wally Shira was the commander of our mission. Uh, and then uh, we got moved back. Let's see, we were on the flying the, the uh, second Apollo mission. And then they canceled that. And we, we were moved up to a different mission. And then the Apollo, uh, what was then the Apollo 1 crew, uh, we were their backup then for, oh, probably you know, half a year until they were, they were doing a, a test that we'd been working on we worked together. And in those days, everybody was a pilot. Everybody was a military pilot. We were all fighter pilots. And on that one there, uh, the crew, what was then the, the crew for the first Apollo mission, uh, they got killed in a fire on the pad. And we were, Wally Schrader and I, we were 
we were in a, uh, uh, we had been waiting for the, for the prime crew just so we could go home together from uh, uh, down there in Florida and fly back to Houston. But when it got down to oh, 4.30, what have you, the, the time was dragging on and, and the three of us, we went down and took our airplanes and launched off because we wanted to get home. It was a Friday night and we wanted to uh, get home. Well, when we landed back here, the prime crew had uh, had a, a malfunction of the uh, of the systems in the spacecraft, and they died. Oh, within uh, maybe twenty seconds, something like that. They were locked in the the, the building. Our, what was the next concern we had? Our concern was wanted to make sure that we got the mission. And that's the difference in the attitude of people then compared to the attitude of people people today. And so we were looking we were looking forward. Interesting. And what was it like, um, of course, after you launched? What was it like being in space? What was it like being in space? <laughs> it was well, we had a little bit more room in the, the Apollo spacecraft, not a lot. In fact, if you look at movies today, it looks like a whole lot of space, but uh, it was reasonably close. In fact, when the three of us were in those seats waiting for liftoff, uh, it was tight just with our shoulders between each other. Uh, and, and what we were in, we were in that suit, that pressure suit for space, in case we had to abort during the launch or during, of course, during re-entry, we had to be wearing that. And that, that was in preparation for a landing. And we were all excited as you can imagine that we were finally, finally, after all that training, finally going to get into, into orbit. Wow. And most like when you were in orbit. It was like in orbit. <laughs> Uh, you may not have read my book, The All-American Boys. It's still considered the best one or two books ever written on the space program. And uh, <clears throat> I wrote that several years later after that. But uh, when we got to Countdown, and that was like our third crew assignment that got us the, all this, this the other factors going on in the program, we finally were there at the first uh, liftoff. And I can remember when it lifted off, they counted down. And just before liftoff, they had a, they had a stop in the countdown. And because what was happening was the, the, uh, the pressure in the, in the, the tank, I can't remember, I didn't, I didn't have that particular, uh, unit in, in front of me out there, but we ended up having to delay about a minute and a half, something like that, in order for the pressure to re-up. And I can remember on board, the three of us, we cussed to each other very temporarily because the uh, we were per perfectly willing to go with the pressure uh, a degree or, or two 
below. Uh, no big deal to us, but it was against the rules. So we had to wait an extra minute and a half, which is almost nothing. And yet I'll never forget that on board, I could hear my friends, maybe it was me, I don't know, cussing because we were a minute and a half late on liftoff. <laughs> wow. And and what would you say was your favorite thing that you did on the Apollo 7 mission? Your favorite memory that you had or your favorite experiment or thing that you got to do while you were in space for two years? <clears throat> well, to, the, to this day, 50 years later, it, it's still the longest, most ambitious, most successful first test flight of any new flying machine ever. And in those days, here it was the first mission and we kept doing things, testing all the equipment on board. And we were fortunate. We lasted uh, about 11 days, something like that on it. So, and it was considered a very good uh, first flight. It was also, uh, for example, we had uh, a TV camera that we could show after after all day second or third or something like that. We started starting losing out. We could look and show the ground a little bit, but in order to show it to ground, you have to take the picture. It, it has to be to directly go to the ground, or you got to be able to load it down there. And our total on those days, our total air to ground communications uh, for that whole mission was about eight or eight and a half percent i mean it was uh, it was very a small amount of time we were there and i i'll also remember the three of us on board we were busy all the time with the testing of the spacecraft for the first time in orbit and we'd see that uh, uh oh we're coming in contact we've got to talk to them on the ground and one or the other of us would probably cuss and what have you, and interrupt it and do what we had to do. Uh, and we were, the only reason we were cutting, cussing is because it was just interesting, uh, interrupting some of the other things that we were doing. Uh, wow. my, my personal opinion is that that was a marvelous start of a space program. And we finally landed on the moon on the fifth flight. We were the first one. Wow. And just two other questions that I have real quick is, um, what were your thoughts? What went through your head when we finally made it to the moon and we finally landed on the moon on Apollo 11? What were your thoughts going through your head knowing that you were part of that? You know, you were part of the Apollo program. Uh, you had a crucial role in that. What was what was going through your mind? I, I assume pure joy. <laughs> it's kind of interesting when, when uh, uh, the fifth mission finally touched down and landed on the moon. Because those of us in those days, everybody was a military fighter pilot. We all wanted to do those things. And frankly, I felt, I felt kind of bad that I wasn't back in that program you know, yet on it. Uh, but we were really glad to see how satisfying we were, we were doing there. Wow. That's awesome. And then what are your thoughts? Um, I prior asked this a little bit to you before interview. What are your thoughts on the uh, Mars exploration and your thoughts on that? 
what are my thoughts on the Mars exploration? Well, we haven't really, we don't ha have a manned, any kind of a manned mission on Mars yet. They're just doing those things, but we will be landing uh, unmanned things and doing uh, research and, and looking at all that stuff. And it's always interesting to find out. I'm a physicist by education and I like to find out about other systems, but uh, I don't think it's particularly critical. These are, we will use, be using things like this as the extension of the envelope for human knowledge uh, in there. So one of these days we'll have man landing on, on Mars. And when they've talked about doing that now, which they've talked about it, and there's, they haven't addressed the variety of uh, problem areas in the going and what have you. The orbits are, are different than what we had for, for the U.S. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be educational when we as, as a human group uh, decide to explore the surface of Mars. Interesting. And my final question today really isn't so much a question, but what advice would you have for young people out there who maybe want to go to space one day as well or want to become an astronaut? What advice would you have for them? <laughs> what, what is my advice for, for people that want to actually want to go into space? I can't say that I've got anything but positive advice. Today, many, many, many people, they're not technical and they're going into space and they're along for the ride. And many of them are paying themselves, you know, 40, $50,000 to take the ride into space. That's different than the universe and the world that I was involved in back in those days, which was, which was to ex explore uh, and extend the environment to what it is. I will encourage people today to try to recognize what it is they're going to have to know or do in order to go into space. Uh, and I'm not talking about just doing it for um, the fun of it uh, or to satisfy themselves. We need to keep moving society forward, in my opinion. And uh, of course, opinions are mixed or, or changes over the years. Is there any particular thing that you think we ought to be going and exploring Mars on? Um, I would say just seeing that, you know, we could honestly, a, get there, B, survive there, and C, come back alive. Um, because, of course, originally from what I've heard from a few people is the people who will be going to Mars, the first humans, they're expected to never come back to Earth. Uh, they're expected to potentially have some issues with a mission or something like it the first time. So, you know, my thing is to hope that we could come back to Earth alive and hopefully the same in some way. Well, that sounds... Uh... That sounds pretty good to me, and I would encourage you uh, to go ahead and do it. I encourage people to do these things. And at the same time, 
I feel fortunate for my life to be what it was, when it was. Because in those days, uh, it was a different kind of a program than it is today. When you're looking, today you'd be looking at research and extending research, stuff like that. And back in those days, I was uh, what I considered one of the world's greatest fighter pilots that was being sent off into space. And uh, uh, we were competing amongst the group of 26 or 28 people uh, at the astronaut office, 28 pilots. Everybody's a pilot, those, those kind of things. And it was a time when you could have that attitude and not being disowned in space. The, the attitude about going into space now is a little different than, than it was then. In fact, in those days, of course, they've changed this stuff now, but you know, you had to be, you had to be a, a military fighter pilot and a man in good shape, uh, things like that. Wow. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Do you have anything else that you'd like to say? <laughs> no, I will encourage your interest and I will encourage you to, uh, to also encourage other people's interest in what you're looking at, because I, I've talked to quite a few people on, on things like this, you know, in recent time. And you sound to me like uh, it really fits within your life's interest on this subject. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. <laughs>